This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Welcome to our service here at the chapel with our staff and families. I'm Dr. Buckard. I'll be replacing Dr. Hansen today in the message because he is in North Carolina. Uh, three days of messages. We found out it's going to be four days now because the Spirit is moving there in a mighty fashion. So we thank you, Lord. One of the areas that I've been on my heart for many months is deception. My wife and I pray every day that we will see through the lies and deceptions of the enemy. And if you look at the news of anything here in America, we see nothing but lies, which are the lies of the enemy. God is the one of truth. So my message today is going to be based on deception, basically in that Satan is deceiving not only the nation, but the church. Deception is of Satan. Trust, faith, confidence is of the Lord. And also we have to add obedience to it. Faith, trust, and obedience. Many of us forget about being obedient. I like to use the word Lord Jesus Christ instead of God because God has so many different connotations in other religions. And always remember that Christianity is not really a religion. It's a relationship with our Lord and the living God and not an idol. The use of the Lord Jesus Christ refers to a very specific God, the only true God, Jehovah. More now than ever before, we need to pray for discernment to see through the lies and deceptions of Satan. As I stated before, my wife and I pray that every day that we will see through the lies and deception, that we'll have the truth. We as Christians should not be surprised of the times that we're facing in these lies and deception. Jesus foretold us in Matthew 24, starting with verse 4 through 7, 10 through 12, and 24. Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. For these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, 
kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places. All of these are the beginning of sorrows. And they shall many be offended, and shall be betrayed one another, and shall hate one another. And false prophets shall rise and deceive many. And because of iniquity shall be abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And verse 24. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Shows us how serious deception is, and how it can even deceive we who are Christians if we don't take caution and ask for protection from that. As we know here at WMI, and we've been taught for many years, there's four sins that bring judgment upon a nation. Idolatry, immorality, killing of the innocent, and dividing the land of Israel. And all of this judgment comes because of disobedience to God. All of these sins are created by the deception of Satan. We know that culture is deceived, but the sad part is the church has fallen prey to this deception as well. Let's take a look at the word deception. I believe right now America is living in the greatest deception of our lives. Satan is deceiving us and the church as well as the culture. If we take a look at the word deceive in the Bible, the Hebrew and the Greek, they have the word deceive, that's 70, 27 times. And we have the word deceit. We have the word deceitfulness. We have the word deceived. And we have the word deceitful. In the Hebrew, it means to go astray, to err, to wander, or to deceive. In the Greek, it means to lead astray, deceive. The Hebrew says to go astray, the Greek to lead astray. Matthew 24, 4, it says, Take heed that no man deceive you. Mark 13, 5, Take heed lest any man deceive you. 2 Thessalonians 2, 3, let no man deceive you by any means. 1 Corinthians 3.18 Let no man deceive himself. 1 John 1.8 If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Revelation 12.9 And the great dragon was cast out, the old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceived the whole world. In Matthew 24, 11, And many false prophets shall arise, and shall deceive many. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall be deceived. 24, Matthew 24, 24, And there shall arise false Christ, false prophets, and show great signs and wonders, inasmuch as it were possible, 
they would shall be deceived the very elect. And Jeremiah 9 5, and they will deceive everyone his neighbor and will not speak the truth. They have taught their tongue to speak lies and they weary themselves to commit iniquity. You can deceive ourselves. You can deceive others. You can deceive the whole world. And you can even deceive your neighbor. We have to be cautious. In the word deceit, if we read in Proverbs 12, 5, and verse 17, the thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsel of the wicked are deceit. He speaketh the truth, showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness, deceit. Psalms 101, 7, He that worketh deceit shall not dwell in my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I think we got a few people in this government that needs to take that one very seriously. Because if you use deceit and lies, you will not dwell in the house of God. And you not shall tarry in my sight. Very strong words. The word deceitfulness. He who has received, this is Matthew 13, 22. He who received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and careth for the world. And deceitfulness of riches choke out the word and he becomes unfruitful. Wealth, money, if you don't control it by the Lord's guidance, it will cause you to fall away. Mark 4, 19, And the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and of lust, other things entering in to choke the word, and it become unfruitful. Hebrews 3, 13, But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. The word deceived. Deuteronomy 11.16 Take heed to yourself that your heart be not deceived, but turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Luke 21.8 Take heed that you be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And the time draweth near, go ye not therefore after them. 1 Corinthians 15.33 Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And then the word deceitfully. Exodus 8, 29. But let not Pharaoh deal deceitfully anymore. Psalms 52, 2. The tongue deceiveth mischief like a sharp razor, working deceitfully. And finally, Galatians 6, 9, Let us not be weary in well-doing, but in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. There is a book out by Don Stevens called The Deception in Modern Christianity. I met Don down in Lubbock, Texas, many years ago, while he was in the process of writing the book. And I, it's a book I would recommend to you. It's not written by a theologian. It's written by a farmer and a fireman. And it's a very, very powerful book. Not that I've read every book on deception, other than the Bible. 
But let me tell you a little bit about Don Stevens. He grew up on a West Farm, and he spent 26 years in the Dallas Fire Department becoming the deputy chief. And then he moved up to Lubbock, Texas, where he was the chief for 10 years. Now he ministers in prisons. Don says, is a man who has simply come into agreement with not who he is, but whose he is. Not himself, but whose, whose he is. That's God. He now rightly understands that the life was given by God for God's purposes and not his own. Coming into agreement with the understanding that has set him free to be and to do what he was created for. As it will anyone who will choose to do that. How Don got started in his life, he actually moved into an apartment in Dallas, Texas. And there was a gentleman by the name of Earl Williams, who was his manager. And he invited him to church. And Don says, and I never went to church. But he and his wife went to church and had started this lifelong program of serving the Lord. Some of the goals of the book is to identify deception in Christianity and to call for its correction. How to reach goals. Compare the modern teachings that are being taught with the truth of God's Word. Show the differences and publish the truth. Perilous times are coming. And this is in the back of the book that you can buy on Amazon. It's right all there. Morality and godliness are de declining in Christian nations. Corruption, violence, greed are increasing. Opportunities to provide for the basic needs of the family are declining. Citizens are serving government more than the government are serving citizens. The threats of war are increasing. Effects to fix the problems without obedience to God is failing. What can we do? God has given us instructions. We must seek the truth in His Word, the Bible. Then we must repent of our pride and our disobedience and obey His instructions. And hereby we know Him if we keep His commandments. It almost sounds, this was written in 2013, it almost sounds as written today with all the corruption that's going on within our country. But God can see us through. There's two, two major goals that he have in, in his book. And it's my hope, he says, that I believe it's God's plan for this book to accomplish these two goals. Number one, that God's people will learn to recognize Satan's deceptions and avoid his traps. And number two, that they will help others to learn to do that also. We learn it, and then we teach others. Where deception is present, truth is required. I didn't mention a little bit there, but the word deceived is used 27 times. The word deceive is used 27 times in the Bible. And the word deceived is used 33 times in the Bible. That's quite a few times. 
So I think it's very important because God talks about being deceived. Jesus told the Jews who believed in him that they would, would continue in his word. They would be his disciples and they would know the truth and the truth shall make them free. Later, after Jesus died on the cross, the people in the city of Antioch started calling the disciples Christians because they simply believed and did and taught the things that Jesus Christ had taught them. Not what our theologians have taught us, not what our Bible schools have taught us, not what our seminaries have taught us, but what Jesus Christ taught them. The only way you can find that out is by studying the Bible. Jesus told the disciples to teach people in all nations about Him, to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to teach them to do all things that He told His disciples to do. And many of His disciples taught, became one unified church with congregations in different places. That was possible because the disciples simply obeyed Jesus and taught people what Jesus taught them. Unity in the church. I don't know how many denominations we have now, but there's thousands of denominations. And they're split. The church is supposed to be unified. Until this church gets back together and unifies, we have a problem. Because if we stand unified, we can overcome the powers of the enemy. I know I used to work as an airline, and there was unions. We had strikes. And the only way a strike could be successful if you got together and stayed together. But believe it or not, it didn't work. Because you cannot get a group of people to get unified over a position, whether it be in unions or in the church. It just doesn't happen. Jesus did not tell his disciples to teach the things that were taught by the Pharisees, the scribes, and the rabbis, and the Sadducees, which the great leaders taught. It's interesting, from Malachi to Gen Matthew was 400 years. If you read the Old Testament, you'll never see anything about the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the rabbis. When Jesus came on the seat, all of a sudden he came against all the teachings of the rabbis and the, and the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Man thinks he can do better than God. I've studied, I know, I can interpret, but if it's not being interpreted by the Holy Spirit, beware, because you're going to lead people astray. The teachings of Jesus through the disciples were taught others to go and make disciples and spread through many nations and bring hope, salvation, the meaningful life, and the purpose of multitudes of people. At the same time, the various doctrines infiltrated the church, splitting it into thousands of denominations. How did this happen? People began to add to and to take away from God's Word. How did they do that? They added to God's Word by adding their various thoughts and opinions to the teachings of the Bible. They took away from God's Word by explaining away or ignoring certain parts of God's Word, not taking it as a whole. Inspired men of God wrote the God's Word, but since then other people have written many various versions of the Bible. 
Some of this has been a good thing, such as translation it into different languages. English is one of those. But over the time, it is normal for meanings and words to change. Honest effect by capable Bible scholars to modernize some of these words with great diligence and to retain the real meanings have been helpful. However, in the middle of the 20th century, a number of new translations coming into the market have greatly increased. Is it possible that the personal opinions or lack of understanding or even deception could have affected some of these changes that are in many in the new translations? Could our enemy, Satan, the great deceiver, have a motive to try to influence any of these changes? Don says, I believe so. 2 Timothy 4.3 For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrines. Having itching ears, they shall reap for themselves teachers in accordance to their own lust. For I testify to every man that heareth the word of prophecies in this book. This is out of 2 Timothy. Any man that shall add unto these things, God shall add unto them plagues that are written in this book. If any man shall take away from the words of this book, God will take away the part of the book of life and out of the holy city and from things which are written in this book. Clearly, it is a very serious thing to add or to take away from God's word. Let us now consider some important issues. The deception is a doctrine of teachings that can be found by comparing what it says to God's Word and what it does not say. The major focus of this book will be to learn to make comparisons so that we can avoid the deceptions and know the truth. Then Jesus said unto them, who believed in him. If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples. If you continue in my word, that means that you may not choose to continue in his word. And listen to that closely. If you continue in my word, once saved, always saved, got a problem. If you don't continue in the word and what God has told you to do, there's a problem. But then he also says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. We must seek the truth by standing by God's word rather than blindly following people who may be blindly following others who have been deceived by false teachings. And we give you many examples of that as we look into the church today. Let's take a look at the strategies of Satan. There's seven strategies that he gives which I think are excellent. But before I get to that, something Pastor keeps telling us all the time, we are at war. And he mentions this in this book also, that we are at war. The greatest weapon that Satan can use is deception. Satan will successfully use deception today against millions of people who are not paying attention to the Word of God. What does that say? You need to pay attention to the Word of God. you, you got to be in a translation that speaks the truth and not has been corrupted by the truth. It's interesting, in many of the recent translations that are out there, 
you have to change, according to copyright laws, 30% of the words. Now, when you start changing the words of the Bible to accomplish a, where you can sell a translation, you're going to have some problems just because of the law. That's a bad law. The motive for most Satan's effects to deceive is to get you to disobey God. That's his goal, to disobey God. In Isaiah 59, 2, it says, But your iniquities have separated you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. Okay, now to the seven ways that Satan uses, strategies he uses against us. Number one, the first four are basically all in Genesis. Satan questions God's word. Adam and Eve. Satan questioned, did God really tell you this? And when he does that, doubt starts to set in their minds. I bet you all of you in here have this little voice comes out and says, oh, you really think God is real? You really think God sent Jesus? Tune in tomorrow as we will conclude Dr. E.J. Buckhart's message, Deception, Satan is Deceiving the Church. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.